Hello and welcome to my podcast, Learn Reiki and Connect. And it's with me, Tracy Matthews. So I hope you're well and uh, now settling in just to listen because this is really the, the place and the space where we're helping each other to connect to that light within because we are going through a spiritual awakening and there is a, a remembering of who we are at soul level. So this podcast is really helping people to help them through difficult parts of the physical life and the experiences, but really to see it through the lens of the soul, because what that does, it helps us to see our truth, helps us to understand and translate what it all means so that we can uh, go through these difficult um, experiences and grow and learn, but understand as we evolve on our path on our purpose and of course I always mention this is really the part of you and I that knows why we're here and we know that to be the higher self that's the part of you that is the light and that's the bigger me the soul so we're going to jump straight in and in this podcast we are talking about death is not the ending of life so how do we know that you know, and I'd like to sort of share some experiences of my own and uh, share in particular what I have found in my work because that has added validity to that um, phase, that, that sentence, um, and has added weight as to why death is not the ending of life. So we're going to look at this and we're going to... Uh, Look at really what happens, you know, when we experience the loss of a loved one. And like I said, I'd like to share really what I found of my work, because I think that's going to really help you to sort of through when we go through different experiences. You know, and if you're tuning into this podcast now, I would really encourage you to stay with me, to listen in and stay tuned. So hit that subscribe button because we're going to look at what happens at death and how death is not the ending to life, but something else. So let's look at when we experience loss of a loved one. You know, this is a really painful experience because it really creates such a, a void and a loss you know, and depending on the closeness and of the person and, again, if that relationship is really close, that loss impacts us. It almost like an imprint because it changes us. And in some respects, it shapes us. Because with loss, sometimes we can never be the same again after we've experienced that. And I think we all grieve in different ways. You know, and if anyone is going through that and or has experienced um, loss either recently or has done, I really kind of want to just share and send out a healing light and just that hug of source energy right now because it's really tough because when we talk about subjects like this, it can trigger us. And that can trigger memories. Or maybe it resurfaces painful feelings 
that we thought we kind of uh, buried for a little bit. So I just bring that light and that white light energy right in right now. Because it can be really hard. It can be really painful when we're trying to sort of navigate and move through loss. But it can also serve as something else. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this subject. And that's due to ex of really an experience that I had. And, and I'd like to share with it, um, to share it with you rather. Because um, in 2018, that was quite um, a hard time for my personal family. You know, we had a loss of my partner and the girls had a loss of their grandma. So in the space of the end of 2018, we actually had two funerals in within two weeks. And that was really hard. And, and you know, if you know when you go through stuff like that, it's um, you almost go into a fog. You almost go into a space where you feel quite numb. You know, there's a lot of emotion. Then having to sort of, you know, connect up with family you know, so it's really quite, um, like I mentioned, a hard time and uh, quite triggering for family members and friends. But this is what I wanted to share with you because um, I remember sitting in my car. And this is like, you know, when the funerals had been done. And, uh, you know, 2019 for me, I don't remember much of that because most of it I was grieving. Most of it I was in a little bit of a... Um, a space where I kind of needed to be by myself, you know, and that might resonate with you and you might be going through that now or you can identify what that feels like. So not much was going on for me. Life was still going on, but for me, it's like I went into a bit of a, um, a lost state. And, you know, that's even with sort of when we do become, you know, on our journey and we understand and we know certain things, like at that time, I knew about um, souls, about what we're talking about now. But sometimes it's not until we go through these personal losses and the losses get more closer. And like I mentioned, maybe it's the person that something shifts in us. Something's different to perhaps bereavements that we'd felt before. So like I said, I remember sitting in my car and... Uh, looking over at the graveside really and sort of sensing an energy and I remember on this particular time I got a sense that my part partner was near me that although the physical body and in the grave that was where the body was I actually felt him very close to me and um my angel and my guides, they always sort of like, when they want me to know something, I really get a sense of a feeling or a thought. And on this particular time, I remember just sort of daydreaming, just looking over at the graveside. And, um, and I got a feeling and uh, some thoughts that I needed some kind of information. So, um, and I'm not sure if you can resonate, if, if you know that, maybe that's something that you've felt with yourself, 
that you get a sense that a loved one is actually near you and actually around you. So anyway, on this occasion, I remember picking up my mobile phone and I literally opened it and it went straight on to YouTube. And the first video that I saw when I clicked on was Michael Newton. And he was talking about the journey of souls. And you know what? I sat there for about an hour or so, perhaps even longer, and I just listened. I just listened to what was being said. And you know what? There was a shift for me. That's where something really quite significant happened. Because there was a little bit of a shift in my awareness. It's like I knew certain things, but now I really knew other things. You know, perhaps then was the time I was ready to remember what really happens when we die. And not only that, but, you know, when it comes to death, it's not the ending of life. My goodness, that really resonated. And the reason being, if you haven't heard much about Michael Newton, um, I would... um suggest and encourage you go and check him out because he was a hypnotherapist he was also a past life regressionist and um and he wrote um a couple of books where he shared his case studies and these case studies were all from real people over a number of years and basically what happens when we die and where do we go but the most significant and the most incredible bit that I hadn't been perhaps fully conscious of is the fact that what he talks about and what he shares was all to do with life between lives. So I'm going to say that again because when I heard that, that I found that quite impactful. Life between lives because I don't think I'd ever thought about it before you know what's your feelings on that what's what's your sort of thoughts really about that because I guess for me in 2018 I sort of knew that we were um, souls that we did live on and I was aware of past lives and if any of you have been listening to my other previous podcasts I talk about the Akashic Records you know and that all started really sort of hitting home to me in 2013 I knew I'd been here before but at this point I hadn't quite thought about what am I and who I when I'm not in a life you know was there a life between lives and what was that life you know, what was it? What did it look like? You know, um, how do you feel about that? Where are you up to in your, um, just your spiritual journey? What you know about, what you know about now? Because it sort of was interesting how this came at the really most vulnerable time of losing someone really dear to me that... It was like, now this was the most divine time for me to remember. Actually, we don't die. 
you know, and um, and on a personal note, this sort of really started my journey with past life regression when I started doing my studying um, some time after this. But this is what really got to me, that there is life between the lives that we are living in the physical body. So that's really quite um, interesting and just wondering what's going through you as you sort of like listening to this and uh, perhaps what's brought you to listen to this podcast because certainly for me at that time I felt very much guided and my angel my guides whenever I need to find some information it will be in a form of listening to a podcast it will be something on YouTube or something or maybe I need to read something because that's how they get our attention. That's when they impulse us. That's when there is something perhaps we're just now ready to know. So has that happened to you? Have you come, a, come across this podcast and perhaps you're ready now to, to really sort of get to the real understanding of what happens? Or maybe you're just ready to know that we are alive and in what sense you know when what happens to us when when we're not in the physical body you know so you know what happens at death and this is really quite um fascinating quite interesting and um and I would suggest don't go anywhere stay tuned because I'd like to share what I have found not through someone else's um information and material but through the past life regressions over the number of years that now I have been working in this field what I found from real people where I've sat opposite in my um, I call it my teaching room because I do the in-person teaching I also um, you know do uh, the teaching over Skype in that room but I also do my past life regressions so I've sat face to face with real people that have uh, really sort of valid, valid, validated rather um, what I've heard and why it resonates with me that, you know, when we die, we do live on. So what happens at death? So this is what I've found in my um, own experience and I'd like to share with you. So one thing is for sure that I've noticed, and this is what I'm um, from the past life regression, because it's slightly different when I do the Akashic records, because I might um, see a past life and might it might be appropriate to sort of, you know, what the surroundings around it but that's me seeing that for somebody and I discuss that with them. With a the past life regression, this is somebody that's in a hypnotic state. Now, again, if you've heard me talk about this in previous podcasts, this is when we go into a frequency very similar to meditation, which is the alpha and theta. So they're in hypnosis. You know, and that could, like I mentioned, it can be identified whether you're in a meditative state or when we're daydreaming or just before we go to sleep at night. These are all the same frequencies. We know them. 
we recognise them, or sometimes we recognise them, and my work has sort of led me to really understand and recognise so I can help others. But this is a frequency when we can really hear our higher self. It's uh, where the stored memories are. This is the part of the mind where we can understand things about ourselves. So what happens at death is what I've noticed is something that really does happen, is the physical body dies. You know, we have let go. Thousands, so many of us have had lives. We know how to do this. And that's to let go of a physical body. But something that does survive or something that happens is that there is a part of you and I, and I have witnessed this, which continues on. And it's the essence of a person that is still alive. And how do I know that? Because I've spoken to people in these sessions. I've been right there with them, listening to their accounts. And they're all pretty much similar. I mean, you know, you get so many people, hundreds and hundreds from different walks of life, different people that don't know any and each other. But they're all sort of saying similar things. So I speak with them. And normally, when a person dies, they will talk about that. They can quite often talk about the circumstances around it. Now, incidentally, you know, and for me too, before I I did past life regressions, I had a little bit of apprehension around, ooh, I don't think I want to go through a death scene. You know, you might be just thinking about that now, like, oh no, Um, this is something I talk to people before we go into a session, is that that part of you, the higher self, the bigger me, does this with divine love. It doesn't put us straight in so that we experience however way in its difficulties. You know, we see it, if you like, from a distance and quite often we can put it up on a screen. We don't have to relive the death. What we do is we see it from the lens of our soul, the the perspective of what it really is. You know, I've certainly seen um, certain experiences and lives that I have and I've never been overwhelmed or scared and it's never happened to not one client that I've taken this through. So it's actually quite an important part, especially through um, the past life regression, is to actually see in not graphic detail, but in a way of what happened. So this is something that it's done very kindly, very beautiful. Sometimes it's I've noticed it can be like a flash of white light that the soul doesn't want to see anything from there. Or maybe quite often the body is there and some will describe that they'll they'll see that their body is there. They'll talk about what happened. You know, something that strikes me when this is happening 
in um, a past life regression that there is pretty much an all-knowing from the person that this is a part of the mind that's now observatory they're looking of what's going on and sometimes when they've left the body they will look at ones that have been left behind they'll talk about the family members and I will perhaps say well who's there they might say it's their wife or they might be say it's their child and then this can be sometimes quite an emotional part because the the tide to that soul that's still living there's still that bond there you know and they'll talk about that I can't reach them because they're so sad and this is always quite very interesting that not only is there an emotion for the for the ones that they've left behind and they're talking about these ones but often when they're out of the body they will try and message or communicate to one of the family members that is happening um, at that place or that scene and uh, this is quite interesting and I'm going to pause for a moment here because a lot of people that I've spoken to and I've seen this time and time again at this point um, and what happens um, in hypnosis and when they've left the body is that souls will try to communicate and contact. Has that ever happened to you? You know, have you experienced that you have felt a loved one near you? You know, maybe have they tried to communicate something that you have talked about and then when you seize that particular object or whatever it is, it reminds you of them. Now this is, for me, I think this is quite fascinating because this happened to me. Um, I had a message from my loved one and that was in the form of, their voice and I heard that you know not in the literal but in my mind's eye where they just gave me a message and as soon as I heard it I knew it just resonated it felt right because of what was happening at that time they couldn't have possibly note knew what was going on with me if they were no more but the fact that you know, they are still alive. And the fact that they knew what was going on for me, that he managed to get that message. And it was quite interesting because I was sat at my desk and I was in a frequency because I had just started meditating. I was connected to source. I was feeling a little bit low, feeling a bit tearful. And I must have been in the right frequency because I was able to get that message. Have you had a similar experience? You know? Have you just felt, or maybe you felt them come to you in a moment, or you've just, in your mind's eye, seen a picture of them, and you've just felt that love, or maybe there is an emotion there, because it, it feels so real. 
You know, um, there was a situation that my girls always talk about. Now, I didn't um, see this happen, but uh, we were there uh, just as um, when he passed. Um, the girls always, and it's quite beautiful when they talk about it because the energy almost shifts when they talk about it because they both saw it because it was a very um, gloomy, dark day. Um, but there was sunshine that came into the room. It's almost like the clouds broke and they saw sunshine, they saw light. And they will always talk about that and how amazing <laughs> and how he was there. You know, that is not something that I had to actually say to them. They told me, oh, he was there. So whenever they see something very similar to that, they are aware that uh, he's around. So has that sort of happened to you? You know, that you've seen something. Now, something else as well, and I'll just share this because it sort of gets the cogs moving. We start to then realise, right, okay. And it's like we sometimes see these things, but then we can be dismissive of them. And I remember, and this is uh, several years prior to um, him passing, my dear friend, um, me and her and, and he, we were sitting in a garden and uh, we were just chatting. And we had three red admirals come right between us. And for us, that was quite a moment. So we always share a joke that the red admirals, they were beautiful. In fact, they didn't just feel like they were three butterflies that were just randomly there. I've never since seen three butterflies fly all three together. So anyway, that's our standing joke. And then we always talk about that with such fondness. And uh, whenever we see a red admiral, we now always refer to my partner because that to me just makes me think, right, okay. I we remember that we shared that experience. And again, and it might get you sort of thinking as well. I remember again I was sat at my desk and this was shortly after um when he um did die. Guess what was sat outside of my window? And I would just look at that Red Admiral and again I was in a little bit of a haze at the time. Um I wasn't feeling a hundred percent myself. But there was a red admiral that would position itself and it just sat there for one one day was for a long period of time. And it would just sit there and I would just look at it, but I hadn't quite pieced, pieced the sort of bits together. Sometimes that can happen. When I look back now, it's beautiful. <laughs> You know, we then realise, and if ever we're in the garden, me and my girls, sometimes there will be that odd occasion, you know. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that every Red Admiral or every butterfly is, but if you get a sense of them, and normally for us, there's that one that potters and it will just sit there. We'll all look at each other and go, right, that, <laughs> that's him. And that's normally not sort of one person saying it, but it's normally a feeling altogether. 
So it's really beautiful. And that really sort of adds weight to what I have found with so many when they're at that stage, when they go through and transition out of the body, where they do try to communicate. They do try to get messages and try to sort of evoke something that perhaps that you've shared that nobody else would know, but that person would know. And sometimes if we are in that space of grief, um, sometimes it's not always that we can get it. But it's, you know, once we sort of are manoeuvring through and we're beginning to sort of, you know, and it takes time with, with loss and when we're grieving, you know, then we can sort of then start seeing these beautiful little moments of when a loved one does try to sort of let us know that they're there, they're with us. You know, you might get a sense of that. You might feel them around you. You might see in your mind's eye a picture of them and a warm feeling. You might be quite visual. You might already be connecting with spirit and you might see them. So it's really wonderful when, you know, they do come and and just check in on us and that we are aware of it, whether that's cognizance or sentient-wise, that we just get a sense of that. And I know I've said before, I have done many a time when I've done a Reiki session with somebody and it's normally, and it has a particular, for me, this is personal, because you might be already a practitioner yourself, or you might do healing, or whatever you are on your journey, you might sort of sense this, you know, your way. But I always get a, a smell, or, yeah, it tends to be a smell, now and again I'll get a taste smell, but I, that's a difference between, for me, a deceased one, and it's normally of the loved one. And when I feel that presence and that energy there, I know and I get a sense that they are in having a Reiki session. That's a beautiful session for them to do some healing, to get into that frequency so that they're able to connect with source energy and just share that meditation, you know, meditative state. And uh, it's normally after a session and I will ask a person, how was that for you? And they're normally quite emotional where they'll say that that loved one, they sensed them or felt them. And I had done too. And that kind of adds weight to that. So when I'm um, in a past life regression and there have been many that are at that time of death, when they're able to sort of leave the body, it always... You know, I sort of get that sense that, right, well, they do try. And, you know, I'm able to piece it together. So this is a thing, you know. And I always find, you know, it's like pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. It's like when you get it from one setting to another, you can sort of piece it all together. That's how, for me, I resonate with my truth. And you'll have to resonate with your truth. You know, what feels right, what makes sense to you. So, you know, has that happened? Has there been 
perhaps a memory or maybe a situation that you hadn't quite realised that that was a message. Because that's what I found to me is like pieces start sort of uh, connecting and then we start becoming more aware of things. We start tuning in a little bit more, becoming a little bit more sensitive around the energy you know so rather than what we tend to do is we get that feeling and we go no it doesn't because that side of our mind you know the the left part of the brain the logic kind of shuts it off maybe you're that kind of person I've seen in experience many a person even through hypnosis where all of a sudden the conscious mind just comes in and and analyzes that or is that true is that and it's very beautiful and I know how to sort of uh, stop that and and I'm aware of that so we can sort of get back on track so we can just allow the higher self, the intuition, that whisper of the inner voice to sort of uh, flow through so that we can get our truth. So that's quite uh, a beautiful, um, sobering feeling that, it you know, at that time of death that uh, it's not the end and it pretty much at you know I've read at the time in 2018 case studies from Michael Newton but experiencing it myself witnessing it from countless over the years of other people has been really quite like I, I'll use the word it's sort of validated that this is a thing, that we are alive, that once we let the, the physical body go, there is life that continues on. But what is that life? Well, this is really quite interesting. Now, Michael Newton goes on and uh, refers to this, and he's got countless case studies, you know, with the journey of souls, and in his other book as well. Uh, and incidentally, they're on audio, um, which are um, on YouTube. So if you're anything like me, I'm much better listening. I'm more, I can get through a book more by listening to it. And they're on YouTube. And you might want to sort of like have a look if this has really sort of got your interest. But, you know, continuing on, well, there is life between lives. Well, what does this life look like? What is this life? So something else what happens is that quite often continuing this sort of like, you know, when somebody does come out of the body, there is that essence of the person that is still themselves. But it's like there is an all-knowing part. The best way I can I honestly identify it is it is the higher self. Because it knows things much more from a different perspective and the way that it relates and talk about things. and But this is a thing I've also noticed is that some are met with guides. And this is really beautiful when I see this happen. Because whether the male or female, this is quite often quite a choking moment. And when I mean choking, the emotion there's a recognition of another spirit being. And when I go to ask, well, who is this? 
There are those that have said, oh, this is my guide. There is so much love that I have witnessed and felt from people. The love that they feel for this guide. You know, it's it's beautiful to sort of hear. And, and normally if there's a bit of motion there, I kind of uh, just let them for that moment just to connect. And sometimes there are those that, you know, they see their guide and um, the guide is with them and they're off. <laughs> it's like they're moving off somewhere. Something else I'd like to share with you is that sometimes there are like soul families that come um, to them once they've just they've left the physical body and they're sort of like moving. It's almost like they're moving towards a light. It's like they're moving. The sense that I have got is that they're moving out from the physical plane of the earth. They're starting to see things from a different perspective. So this soul family is also quite moving very emotive for a person. They start recognising um, loved ones, whether that be from the, phys- you know, the, the physical life that they've left from that life. They start seeing different ones. Um, and it's quite interesting. They, they can be, even though that was a past life that they've just left and come out from the body, They're also seeing people that have died in their present life, like uncle such and such, or grandma, or a partner, or or whoever that is, which I'm always finding really incredible how that is. You know, this is where we talk about linear time and how really from our dense physical life, that outside of that time doesn't exist. And I often see that a lot when we're sort of uh, outside of the physical. And this is, as you can imagine, is again, very emotional for the person. It's like they're being reunited with a loved one, with soul mem- soul, soul, um, soul members rather, that... They don't know, but they sense them. You know, and I can't often, sometimes I'm fascinated and I ask, you know who they are? I do, but they don't get a sense of quite who they are. They know that they're familiar. And that's really incredible. It's beautiful. And something else happens. They travel. It's like they're moving out of far away, sort of like from the planet earth that's the best way that i can put it they're traveling and often some relate to moving to a light or lights and i always find this really quite uh, amazing because we we talk about the white light and quite often i've asked well that light and again this is often known and, and it's talked about with such love that the white light that energy is source and how much love that there is and it's beyond 
the physical love that we've got here on our planet. And again, that can be quite emotional for a person because they're back with source. Now, for me, that really sort of connects things because I'm always looking at connective, what resonates with me and how these modalities that, if you like, that we have on our planet are so powerful because for me, I work with the light. I, that's how I meditate. That's why I use the Yusui Reiki method. You know, he was a monk. He knew how to meditate. But he also used a very power, a powerful, intentional process that really helps us to, to sort of really get rid of hit and miss when we are having difficulties meditating. You might have seen a previous podcast, Can't Meditate? Try this, you know, and one of the most powerful ways to meditate is using the Yasui method, which is really powerful. It really made a difference to me. I was able to get straight in to a meditative, meditative, beautiful state of being connected to source energy. And I help others do the same, help them along the way, because it's really incredible. But that resonates with me because that's the light. That's the same source energy that when someone has died and and I'm sharing that experience and I'm feeling. And then when they hit and they come, come close to the light, they talk about the light in the same way, that it's incredible and how much love and how source is. And quite often met with loving beings. These beings are sometimes where they talk about a life review. Where, you know, once they've come from a life, they look at a life. And they talk about a life. And these loving beings are not... The best way I can put it, that they're not what we have been told or led to believe that they are sort of um, looking at us and being like annoyed with us or passing judgment on us. In fact, I've witnessed the opposite, where the soul is disappointed, that they've realised that they didn't make use of the opportunity in life. That's always fascinated me. And it sort of it's really sort of changed myself and my own physical life, you know, kind of makes me think, well, I want to do the best I can before I get <laughs> before I get home and get to the to the life review. Obviously, you know, we're all learning. We can't do things 100 percent here, but it's just made me realize, you know, that we not only can see this from our perspective, but it's from the perspective of the person. And there is so much love from these masters, these teachers. They're not lofty. They're not unapproachable. They have, if anything, they're the opposite. They're like source. They love. They're on a different dimensional vibration. It's beautiful. They teach. And there is so much love. And I just find it's always very interesting 
that there is life, you know, but it's in a, a life of the essence of who they are. And that continues, you know, and if anything, that has made me really sort of believe in my sense because of how it makes me feel. It's what I see from one modality to another. I work with really three very powerful modalities because that's what I learned in my own life. And that is with Reiki, working and connecting to source energy and the power that my own life and then what I see for others. And then there is the past life regression where I witness people going through and talking to me about where they are. And through the Akashic records of just the patterns and the karmic and how we do the same things and how we can change, you know, if we're on a trajectory that we've done before and it's not serving us and how we can always pull that around and how our guides are helping us in our physical life but you know I guess what really has always strikes me is death is not the ending of life and I think the term transition actually explains a little bit more what goes on it's from one physical life to another higher dimensional frequency of the essence that still lives on you know and why this resonates with me because for me the work and what I've learnt from the Akashic record is the essence of the soul you know who we are at soul level we're all different we all have a vibrational likeness we've all started our you know, our soul evolution, our growth in different ways. And this always kind of underpins, well, I know that because I've seen that through the Akashic records. So it's really incredible that life does continue. You know, and, and I always think we're here in the physical 3D and this feels so long. But you know what, we're actually if we took the element of time out of it, we're actually more in our spirit form, in the essence without of a body than in. And that is always met with a really sort of profound, quite feeling and sensation when I say that, because there's no time. There's only time here on our planet Earth. There is no time from, and you know, and that is what I've seen when I've worked in the Akashic Records, to when I've seen how people talk through the hypnotic state and when they're in past life regression, there is no time. And that's really incredible. That's really wonderful. It's also very powerful and very loving and has helped me and I hope that this information has helped if that has been your experience of loss. You know, where are they? You know, and we find comfort sometimes in what we've been told to believe. And the popular ones, this is in heaven and hell. What I have found through my own work 
you know, not necessarily just reading for others, although that resonated with me, but I have found that no one's gone to anywhere that has been judgment, that has been hurtful. In fact, it's just been the opposite. There's been so much love. There has been so much support for that soul. Sometimes when a soul has come from a life, they go somewhere and they rest. Their guides are with them. There's so much love with them. I've seen some souls that go straight back in and they're in, almost like in a classroom and they're learning. It's almost like there's another life. You know, the life between lives, how that is packed with so much meaning. So that our loved ones, no matter what the circumstances of their transition, their death, that's another thing that I have found very, very um, heartwarming, is that out of the body they are able to see it for what it is. The real problem, if you like, the real issue is for us that have left behind, because we've got to deal with that void. We've got to, you know, deal with that loss. And it's okay to grief, no matter what we know. You know, at the time, and I've experienced the loss of um, my mum in a car crash when I was young. I've lost my dad um, when I'm in my 30s. Um, and then to my partner, you know, in 2018. And grief is grief. There is always going to be a period after where we don't feel right. And Source knows that. You know, even with the knowledge and understanding we've got, we're not superhuman. We're still here in the flesh. We're still what's termed as having a human experience. So it takes time. And sometimes we're not the same because we've, we miss that person. But there is a very beautiful beautiful thing that I have witnessed and I have seen is that loved ones do try to message us. They do try to contact us. And that's really beautiful. And maybe you've begun to realise that that has happened with you. You know, that is something that perhaps if you haven't realised before that uh, maybe you've put two and two together maybe it was dismissed or maybe we were just not in the right frame you know we weren't quite there there was a couple of things that I had to go over for me to realize that's yes yes that I did realize that but for some reason and our frequency and when we're in stress when we're upset and especially when we're grieving sometimes we can't always get that uh, that sense so I hope um, you've found this information timely. And that was one of the reasons why I chose to talk about something like this. Because when I sat at that time, I felt very lost, felt a little empty. And I just asked for my guides just to help me. And I just, I say stumbled across, but I feel very much now when I look back, I was guided to just hear of uh, Michael Newton and what he wrote books about and what he talked about, life between lives. And I hope that you have found this timely and that perhaps it has come at the right time for you 
as it did with my experience. And it's also giving comfort for those who have grieving and uh, perhaps going through sickness and, you know, when things are not going right with loved ones or maybe that there is that loss. But I hope you find this information useful. So please do hit the subscribe button so that you don't uh, miss any more of these uh, podcasts where I do them weekly and talk about many subjects to help us through our physical lives. But in particular, that we see it through the lens of our soul, because for me, that's where I found the comfort. Without that, it doesn't mean anything. The loss is just hard. But when we start seeing it through the lens of our soul, then it certainly does add some level of healing and some level of understanding through this. And it helps us to get through hard times. So I'm on YouTube, um, Spotify, and you can find me on other platforms. You might like to visit the website at learnreikiandconnect.co.uk. And what you'll find there is uh, what I've put together is some home learning. You know, if you like to do online Reiki, or you have the option that you can actually work with me over Skype, learning Reiki, and that's level one, two, and three. And there's a various amount of reasons as to why people do choose to, to learn it over Skype. You know, maybe you don't have the childcare. Maybe you can't take um, a whole day off of work. Sometimes we can't um, find the time um, to do the travel and you can't get to me. So, and I've even had those that can't leave their pets and it just works so much better if they uh, do the Skype learning Reiki, you know, um, via, sorry, rather over Skype, that we can um, do this together. You might want to have a look at what that looks like and the sessions. And of course, if you would uh, like to perfect the art of dousing using the pendulum. So check out the online course there and the workshop of how to speak with your higher self using the pendulum. So um, I hope you found this uh, information timely and useful, as I've said. And I look forward to speaking with you till next time. Do take care and bye for now.